Thanks for listening to Marketing B2B Tech, the podcast from Napier where you can find out what really works in B2B marketing today. Welcome to Marketing B2B Technology, the podcast from Napier. Today, I'm joined by Avedis Gazarian. Avedis is the founder of Growth Hunter. Welcome to the podcast, Avedis. Thanks, you, Mike. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. So it's uh, great to have you on the podcast. I mean, I think the first thing you know I'd be interested in is is a bit about you know your background and uh, your career journey. So tell us how you got to where you are now. Yeah, I've been in software as a service space for over ten years now, and uh, I started my career uh, opening my own marketing agency back then very inspired by inbound marketing. Uh, We were working with B2C, direct-to-consumer brands, but also SaaS software companies. And uh, after, you know, a year or two of doing consulting and, you know, uh, agency type of work for those businesses, I found it very fascinating the challenge a lot of software as a service companies had when it came to marketing challenges for them. And so very quickly shifted and really wanted to dedicate my career more in, in that sector. And I happened to work with amazing companies in, in software as a service as head of marketing, uh, head of business development. And one of the luckiest things I had was every company I joined, the product they had, they were offering to the market was the perfect window. Uh, I work with a company called QConnect, where we're offering solution selling uh, platform where social media and shopping on social media was thriving back then. It was a great opportunity for a marketer to work on a company like that. And uh, then I worked with a company in retail tech sector, AI sector. So every, every product offering we had, and as a marketer, I had the opportunity to position that company at a perfect time, at the perfect window where that product category was thriving and was of interest. But one thing I found very quickly as a pattern with all these companies, and I really worked and dedicated my career in early stage companies, series A to series C. And the main challenge I noticed as head of marketing is the demand problem. First of all, for, for context, series A and B and C companies and all those early stage companies, they always have this aggressive annual revenue goals, right? Uh, ARR goals. It's pretty much 100% year over year growth that every company is trying to achieve. And as head of marketing, your responsibility is to deliver the demands, the lead, uh, the lead generation, everything that required for sales team to achieve those revenue targets. Interesting thing was that, that I came to a realization very quickly is every quarter you have to really deserve your pipeline. You have to really be creative and be on a lookout for new campaigns, new strategies to achieve that level of demand because early stage companies don't have that level of awareness and brands are not familiar with that product. It's a new product, new way of thinking, new technology. And as head of marketer, you really need to solve for that issue. And that's gotten even more excited. I love challenges. And uh, that was one of the things that uh, drove me to look deeper into and understand what can I do as a marketer to be successful at helping these companies achieve the growth. My focus was always buyers, uh, really trying to understand the buyer's needs for where they are in their journey and how can I position the product to resonate with my marketing positioning, to resonate with my messaging with, the, with those buyers. And somewhere in, in, throughout my journey, one of the things I noticed as a pattern that works for me is looking for events, high congregation moments that are top of mind for buyers and really using that to build my marketing, my sales development, SDR campaigns, my messaging. 
And that really helped me to achieve that high level of demand generation, high level of engagement quarter over quarter, and help these companies achieve that pipeline growth uh, to align with the, with the revenue targets. And so really excited about the journey and trying this in a few companies back to back, I realized that, okay, there's some concept or method of doing this. And so two years ago, I went to Saster on my own. I just wanted to connect with a lot of software uh, companies and founders, marketers, sellers, and just understand their challenges and see if this concept resonates. And it did. And it allowed me to connect with really interesting, like-minded people who shared um, the same vision and the challenge. Essentially, that enabled me to open a company called Growth Hunter, where we just popularize the idea and we bring in the challenges, discuss how we could be solved through momentum marketing. So that's kind of my journey for where I started and where I am. And just a really interesting period in my life where I get to connect with so many amazing people in, in tech and brainstorm together and, and solve challenges. It's kind of where I am right now. And so presumably that's why you form Growth Hunter is to form that I guess, community where you can actually discuss these kind of marketing challenges for SaaS companies with people in the industry. Is that, was that the reasoning behind it? It is the reason behind it. It is the main reason. It's to enable and help my peers in marketing and business development and sales uh, who are struggling with that high demand challenge with ideas and you know, inspire them with strategies and tactics to be equipped to, to go through this, especially now when in North America, tech downturn feels like a big topic and a lot of SaaS companies are struggling with uh, generating and acquiring new customers. It's just becoming more and more relevant topic for a lot of people. And so in terms of that community, I mean, what are you trying to give the people who join? I mean, what, what are the benefits? I mean, obviously there's, there's an opportunity to talk about issues, but I guess there are other places to do that. So can you just walk through what makes Growth Hunter different? What makes Growth Hunter different is our focus on momentum marketing, high congregation moment uh, discussion, right? So you know, we, we see people come in who are looking for ways to achieve that demand and we offer a solution. And the people usually come to our website to learn how to leverage momentum marketing, how it works, how they can benefit from it. And naturally, which is interesting that um, when we started this, a lot of people expressed interest. We connected, we discussed, we shared ideas. They went, tried things. And we realized that people want to share their success stories or you know, challenges and how they overcame through momentum marketing. And so when you go into Growth Hunter, you really see stories from ambassadors. We call people who are our champions in a way, who share the vision and try these things and stress test the concept in a way. And so you, see, you find a lot of interesting stories of, from different industries, from different verticals, different markets where SaaS uh, marketers and, and SDRs are trying this concept, which, by the way, in a way, led us to naturally create a community, a small community of people, because we were having this ad hoc discussions of, hey, I'm interested. I don't know how I get started. How do you do this with content writing? You know, how can I apply this to content marketing? And so after a few discussions by bringing in ambassadors, realized we just we should do this in some centralized place. So the idea of the community came up. I mean, that's fascinating. There's a couple of questions there, but I think first we should really go back and talk about momentum marketing. This is obviously a concept you've built the community on. Can you just explain what you mean by it and maybe give an example of, of how you'd uh, actually run a campaign using momentum marketing? It's a great question. And so momentum marketing is really lies on the idea of momentum, right? Uh, there's key moments, uh, events that are happening every given quarter that uh, draw your buyer's attention. So if you're a software as a service company and your target market are retail uh, decision makers, let's say VPs of e-commerce are the decision makers of a solution like yours, 
any given quarter, there are certain events that happen that are really important for them. And the way we define momentums are those are high congregation moments, which involves a large segment of the same buyers that pay attention to that event, but are also strategically important events. One example I have from my, my experience was um, Instagram. Uh, so one of the companies I worked for, a uh, SaaS company, Conversational AI years ago, but Instagram was one of the channels we were deploying AI automation. And for our VPs of e-commerce, Instagram was a strategic channel. Instagram came up with an upcoming announcement on automating DMs. They were launching new features every time, but this was unique in many ways. And it was unique because it had a high congregation, high interest of VPs of e-commerce as an upcoming solution. And they were really curious of what that could allow them to do uh, and, and, and for, for, for their brands and how they can leverage that. And so those are type of events that I call high congregation moments that usually occur every quarter a few times. Another one could be in healthcare. For example, Amazon's acquisition of One Medical was an interesting. Amazon entering healthcare is a big wave for healthcare industry. It had certain momentums. The acquisition of One Medical was one momentum, one event that lasted about six weeks or so. And it got a lot of healthcare companies, small practices attention uh, because it, it meant something. Then things cooled down a little bit. And then One Medical was now part of Amazon's application. And now Amazon is pushing One Medical with heavy promotion. So that it, those things create those momentums. The big wave, the big theme is Amazon entering healthcare. But what happens within those certain time periods is what we call momentums. And so for every business, our recommendation is for every SaaS company, you need to know your buyer by knowing what is top of mind for them. What are those important moments in time every quarter and that are important for them? And build your marketing campaign, your sales outreach campaign, uh, really aligning based on those momentums. And in my case of Instagram automation that I brought up is our approach was we broke it into three phases. And what we suggest is essentially phase one, you don't promote your product at this stage, but what you do is you really try to be the guide, the voice, uh, helping and supporting your buyers in the journey. And so in our case, as an AI solution in the space, we really helped our VPLV come buyers understand why Instagram automation is a key uh, opportunity for them uh, and, and for their business. Because, and we leaned on their consumers because we were seeing high demand from consumers on messaging channels like Instagram, on social media, but also messaging capabilities of Instagram. We're really informing and educating by bringing in experts from Forrester, from our other customers to come in and speak about the need for a technology or a solution to enable that conversation with consumers at scale. And so what it allowed us to do is position ourselves as a thought leader and an expert in the space without necessarily sharing that we are the, one of those solutions. Gradually, you then introduce new capabilities and you inform that audience that, hey, we are actually one of those solution providers that could help you in your journey. But the way it starts, it's really by you being the voice around that event and you sharing that unique perspective and unique voice. And usually my recommendation is if you're an early stage startup, to use your CEO or your founder who knows how everything started, why you started this technology product in the first place, to bring in that perspective and help buyers see the opportunity. And in some cases, it could be also controversial. It could be you making a statement against AI that might actually, you know, if, as long as it's genuine, as long as it's guiding and helping your buyers to achieve something, it, 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 it serves the purpose. And so le leaning on those events and building your marketing and sales uh, campaigns around that for six, five, six weeks is enabling you to achieve 
three times more results in terms of engagements, lead generation, demo requests, webinar submissions, uh, is what I have seen in my experience working with all these companies and we see with ambassadors compared to traditional campaigns that companies normally run. I, I mean, that's interesting. It it's kind of feels like it's underpinned by a lot of the um, you know HubSpot theory around uh, inbound marketing to educate first. But it also feels that there might be a challenge. I mean, for example, if Amazon's making an acquisition, you know, you're not going to know about it until after it happens. So do you have to be quite agile to be able to take advantage of momentum marketing? Uh, not necessarily, but it does give you the advantage. So one of the things that I recommend is when you look for momentum, there are three ways to do that. One is always talk to your buyers, right? You need to really be connected with your customer base and really know what's happening, top of, what's top of mind for them, what's happening in their space. What are they currently reading, exploring publications, the topics that are top of mind? The second one is the partner ecosystem. Usually, if you are partnering with large companies, in our case, it was Meta Facebook, they're always ahead and they know what is coming up. In some cases, they are defining that momentum. They're going to be the momentum, the organization that brings the momentum. But the third one is using tools like Seedly or Prowly or any PR or like just a Google search, really, or subscribing to key publications that your buyers are subscribed to. You can notice a pattern. And even that, you can catch it pretty fast. Uh, my general recommendation is if an event is being covered by more than two publications and they have a pretty strong customer base, user base, you can see based on their web traffic if this is a recognizable publication or not. But if the same topic is being covered by two or more publications and that topic is being discussed in multiple ways by the publication. So if you see that, you know, one article from a publication and then a follow-up article a few days later, you know there is a momentum that if it is a strategically important topic, and that's one of the criteria, it needs to be strategically important. It shouldn't be just a quick news, but it needs to be strategically important for the buyer. And if it has more than two publications, that indicates it's going to last about five, six weeks. More than enough time to make sure that whatever you are creating, whatever you are using in your SDR outreach, whatever you're using in your marketing upcoming campaigns, you really want to position that. If you have a webinar coming up with one of your guests, you really want to drive the conversation towards that topic. That makes a lot of sense. And um, I think maybe some people are, are sat there thinking, well, if we're talking about a topic that's important, that's, that's got a lot of industry attention, how do I stand out? I mean, how do I compete when, you know, for example, if I'm a startup with low awareness, and maybe there's some incumbents that are, that are much bigger enterprise companies with really strong awareness, how do I get my voice out there when there are other people fighting for attention as well on the same topic? That's a really good question. And I think very timely because I happen to do the same for AI topics. So about a year ago, or like about 10 months ago, AI topic has become very hot. And um, ChatGPT 3 went out and everyone was talking about this. And I used that opportunity as a momentum and really noticed an interesting pattern. So AI, I would treat that as a general weight, general topic. But then there are certain moments in AI that you need to be looking out for. And that can help you achieve that differentiation. And so when ChatGPT went out and people were using it and there was a lot of coverage around the topic, my approach was ChatGPT is a hot topic. You need to stay up to date on, on, on how this technology works, best practices, and what this could mean for your organization. And that drew a lot of people's attention. Very quickly, however, within my target vertical, within the market that I was after, I noticed that people were skeptical because there were certain events that happened with AI. I think Samsung had a 
uh, unfortunate try of ChatGPT where they just gave a lot of information to Chat. There was a lot of skepticism around this uh, this topic, and it really allowed us to understand, okay, it's time to shift away from this type of messaging we need to really adapt to the new message. And gradually, there was, I think, about three momentums that I identified over the past 10 months with AI. The last one is really proof. Right now, there are certain verticals that require proof. They want to see more companies do this. And so if you are able to align your marketing and change your positioning, you're still talking AI, you're still within that, within that category. But if you can understand the signals that your buyers are giving you, what is, like, what is their perception of that topic? How do they feel about that? And be able to change and navigate that that will allow you to to stand out and be differentiated. The AI topic is is really interesting. It's a it's a double edged sword in a way. In one case, it's a topic that has a high level of awareness, so it makes whatever you say very familiar. However, it is so noisy today that every company, regardless of what type of solution they offer, they have an AI capability. And as a marketer, that brings a big challenge. You need to be able to differentiate. So my recommendation is within your vertical, understand if that's a hot, big topic, understand what is top of mind for your buyer? How, what's, what is their perception of that event? What is, maybe it's a challenge for them. Maybe it's an opportunity for them. Maybe there is something that's, that's top of mind for them around that topic and really bring in a unique voice now from your company, from your founders as to how you see you can guide your buyers throughout this time. You know, and I think that's that's really that's what really creates this connection uh, with, with your prospects, and and that's really what resonates with them. I'm sorry. And one last thing I just want to add from my experience as I brought the Instagram example is the fascinating thing about this is when we did the Instagram campaign six months later, it was so big for us that six months later, a lot of those VPs of e-commerce would recognize us at a different conferences as that Instagram solution providers as that thought leader about Instagram automation which is a good and a bad thing. But if you run multiple momentum marketing campaigns, you achieve that trust. And if they don't convert necessarily into a revenue or close deal or partnership in the short term, when they come back, you enable and you build such a big vision and trust with them that you have a high likelihood of, of those opportunities to potentially convert for you in the future. And I think that's, that's very important. That brings us back to something you mentioned right at the start with SaaS companies, they're under a lot of pressure to close business this quarter, short-term business. But ultimately, you're never going to be able to keep that process of closing up unless you're building awareness and bringing people at the top of the funnel. So I think it's always an interesting challenge with SaaS. There's a lot of focus on bottom of the funnel, converting people already interested. And actually, I think you know what you're saying about momentum marketing, it really gives an opportunity to keep filling that funnel with new opportunities, new people who are aware of, of your products, and particularly for startups. I think that's important. Otherwise, suddenly you find that the few early adopters that you get dry up and, and then you've got this crossing the chasm problem. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I do think there are certain late stage companies that you could also uh, find this uh, relevant because uh, it's pretty much the same thing. Even like pre-IPO stage companies are really very focused on that quarter over quarter goals and achievements that, that they need to reach. But yes, I think I, I agree with you. I think that's the level of awareness necessary. And this could also be applicable for companies launching a new capability. Like every time you're launching a new capability within the market, that's a bit different. It's not a feature, but it's a new capability that you would like to introduce to your market. It is a, it's a really good way to make it relevant to your buyers at any given quarter, why that particular capability could be so helpful for them. And so aligning that throughout the year and introducing the same capability 
from different prisms of different events happening at any given quarter still kind of helps you achieve that level of awareness, even if you are a late stage company. That's great advice. I, I love that. I'm, I, I'm obviously aware of time. Um, and what we like to do is ask some general questions. You've been very generous sharing your marketing advice. Um, I'm interested to know what's the best bit of marketing advice you've been given by somebody else? That's a good question. That's a good question. I happen to work with many brilliant founders and uh, chief revenue officers throughout my career. And every one of them has given me so many. One to pick would be probably focus on your buyers. And this is an interesting feedback that I received early on in my career. And back then it seemed very valuable, but at the same time, very general, because everyone would suggest that Amazon is customer centric, HubSpot inbound marketing is all around your buyers and understanding your buyers, your buyers profile. Throughout my career and pretty much close to second half of my career, I really saw the value of understanding your buyer uh, well and the impact it can make for you. And when I say understand your buyer, don't understand your buyer as a business, right? Especially in B2B, we tend to think of buyers as businesses. And, you know, if it's a VP or VCOM, they have one problem, it's conversions. You solve for it, they'll be happy. But there are humans behind that. And so uh, they make decisions whether to open your email, whether to request the demo. And it's not always driven by the main pain point, the main challenge that you are aware of. There's more to it. So if you're able to segment your buyers, and it could be VPs or e-commerce being segmented into different groups and understand their preferences in terms of what time of the day they would like to be reached out, what type of publications they are researching, like really in-depth information about their buyers broken into segments that only will multiply your outcomes, the, the KPIs you're after. And so that's something that I've noticed and I've been chasing as a North Star. And I think one of the things that this growth hunter journey has given me and, and our community is while we are focused on momentum marketing, it got us closer to understand the buyer and, and really be obsessed about understanding the buyer. And there's some interesting things that are coming up for, for us uh, in the next month or so. And I'm, I'm very excited about it because it's just, it's been driving us to try to unlock the next thing. And I think, yeah, if you keep obsessing over understanding your buyer, their needs, on a personal level, there is a lot to gain as a marketer. And that's great advice. And it's exciting that um, you've got, you know, so many new things happening as well coming up. If anyone listening to this, you know, wants to find out more about momentum marketing or more about you, I, I don't know, is it, is it best to go to Growth Hunter? What's the, the best thing for them to do to connect with you? Absolutely. The best way is to go to growthhunter.com and we have multiple ways you could get started with our blogs, with our stories, with our community. Uh, we have a newsletter. So there are multiple ways you can learn about uh, momentum marketing. You can also connect with me uh, through LinkedIn. Just connect with me there or you can reach out to me at that is at growthhunter.com. I'm available there. Love to share ideas, brainstorm, very open book. That's amazing. Avedis, this has been you know, fascinating, a really good introduction to the, the concept of momentum marketing. Thank you so much for appearing on the podcast. Mike, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, very excited to have this conversation. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing B2B Tech. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast application. If you'd like to know more, please visit our website at napierb2b.com or contact me directly on LinkedIn.